This is Solid Talk. Speaking out loud in depth. Check it out. Speaking out loud in depth. Cancel culture can't keep me in check. In from beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. Delve right into it. God bless you, family. Praise the Lord. My name is Brother Greg. This is Solid Talk, speaking out loud in depth. And tonight we're having a true open discussion. And I'm um, even opening up the lines if you guys want to call and chop it up with me about anything. You feel free to call in 202-738-1686. But since I didn't give you any type of heads up, I do want to talk a little bit about something that's been on my mind yesterday into today. Have you ever been on this walk and just sort of knew that you just sort of knew that you were being tested? <laughs> you just sort of knew that you were being tested. You know, I uh, I had a couple when you have a YouTube channel. Let me let me speak about this for a little bit. When you have a YouTube channel. You're you're putting yourself out there. So you're subject to all types of criticism, all types of feedback, all types of opinion. And one of the beautiful things about my channel, having less than 5,000 subscribers, and it's been that way for quite some time, one of the most beautiful things about that is I don't probably get as much scrutiny as other larger YouTube channels, especially those that are followers of Christ who might preach a, they might preach a, a hard teaching or they might just be really bold or just in general. You know, there's a lot of criticism that can happen in general. But I get a little bit of it, you know what I mean? I get a, I get a little bit, I guess my fair share. And over the years, you kind of grow immune to it. That's one thing that I appreciate about YouTube is that it has kind of taught me how, matter of fact, let me put this on in case somebody do call me. <laughs> I forgot I got to hear the phone ring. But it has kind of taught me to um, learn how to receive criticism. It's, it's, learn, it's taught me how to learn how to receive criticism. It's also taught me not to be as critical. So Saturday, I got about three comments that were critical in a row, right? And it's not uncommon for me to get somebody that disagrees. That's fine. I don't really care. But when I get three in a row, I'm like, okay, this is a test. And I think one of the most important things in our walk is walks is are being one of the most important things in our respective walks is to be aware when we are being tested. We need to understand because the flesh always wants to respond the way the flesh wants wants to respond. And one thing that I've kind of learned is that as much as we can get angry at somebody or we can want to retaliate or we can want to basically not take the high road people are doing their jobs these are just people that are doing their job it is it's it's like the scripture tells us to love your enemies love your enemies do good to them that despitefully use you and persecute you and all of these different type of things and we talk about it but there comes a point where we eventually have to put it into practice and what i've learned is that in this walk many of the things that the word of god teaches we're going to have to at some point put those things into practice and so when you try to figure out what's wrong with people or why people do certain things i try to be appreciative or or once once i get out of the flesh and i try to look at it from god's perspective 
as best I can. I become appreciative because I don't see these people as antagonists so much. I see them at more of, I see them more of, uh, <laughs> brother Tim about to get me in trouble. <laughs> I see them, uh, now I see them as opportunities, as opportunities. I wasn't really going to get into the comments, brother Tim, there, there, but, but because you asked, I will tell you what the remarks were what the remarks were. I see a lot of a lot of good comments, as a matter of fact. I try to do it real time tonight. Sister Nita's asking about the fallen angels. I'm gonna have to pray pray about those and study those, sister, but I am aware of that of that teaching. But brother, it was just it was a couple weeks ago, maybe like a month ago now, I did a video entitled It was a solid talk called I Stand with Jonathan Isaac. And for those who might not be familiar, Jonathan Isaac is an NBA player. He plays for the Orlando Magic. He's a young player. I think it might only be a second or third year in the league. And he basically decided that he did not want to kneel and put his fist up in support of Black Lives Matter when everybody else did it. So literally, I think maybe like a day or two later after that, the, whatever the next game was that he played, he actually tore his he something happened in his knee where basically he was out for the season you know he he suffered like a pretty significant knee injury or leg injury and he was out for the season and so as a result of that somebody came on to my video and basically was like uh god humble as a matter of fact see in a way i kind of want to read the person's comment but but the person wrote me pretty much like a, a, a paragraph or an essay and stuff like that so Basically, what the person was saying was, let me let me just read the first couple of lines because I don't even want to misrepresent. Not that it even matters, but I don't want to misrepresent what this person was trying to say. You know, I wasn't even going to get into the details of it, brother. I the main thing I really wanted to communicate was when people antagonize you, that is your opportunity to practice the things that we preach that's your opportunity to apply the, the principles that you've learned that's your opportunity to show the love of christ that's your opportunity to to <laughs> to let the holy spirit have his way these these are opportunities and i think so often we can meet myself included we can get caught up in the moment so much that it almost becomes a thing where you have what's called a visceral reaction your visceral visceral reaction here's a video your visceral reaction is basically the first thing that comes to mind oh let me let me not get this to play hold on your visceral reaction is basically the first thing that comes to your to your flesh pretty much like when something happens so this particular guy i guess his name is not really important he said he referring to jonathan isaac He's now reaping for what he sowed for not taking a knee against racism and white supremacy. So God took his knee instead. He didn't have to support the organization BLM to kneel in solidarity with his black brothers. And it's always going to be one black person not on code. So apparently black people, we just have a code. But anyway, people as now saying he had the right to express himself, Colin Kaepernick couldn't make it make sense. Racist white folk call him all types of vile names and threaten to kill him for kneeling. 
a military veteran told him to kneel out of respect to the soldiers instead of just sitting down. So how exactly was he, how exactly did the flag, hold on, hold on. How exactly was he, did the flag and how the flag get involved, whole protest because he didn't say any. Okay, so, oh wait, let me read this part. God ain't playing with these buck dancing sellouts, corrupt preachers, politicians, wicked celebrities, etc. this year. He tried to use, referring to Jonathan Isaac, he tried to use God as an excuse to not take a knee. And what did God have to do with you taking a knee against police brutality against your own people? So he goes on to say, oh, oh let me say this one last part. He's a coward and a buck dancing sellout. <laughs> so he says a lot more. I'm going to spare you guys. But when the guy said that, I saw it pretty much the instant he said it. Y'all know I be on my phone. That's why I made like, comment, rate, subscribe. I, I got to <laughs> kick my social media addiction. So I saw it as soon as it came through. And I just saw that it was a comment that disagreed with my video. He had another perspective. Now, here's the thing about me. I'm so pro free speech that if you come on my channel and you say something I disagree with, I'm not going to censor you. The only time I will censor you is if you're using foul language or if you are doing some sort of like personal attack or. or... But anyway, my point is it takes a lot for me to censor somebody even when the trolls come on here and you know uh my beloved sisters Tarima and stephanie they moderate and stuff like that i usually say you know what let's let's just let the troll as long as they not using profanity or spamming or nothing like that just let them let them say what they say sometimes you know what i mean because because i don't want to make it look like like i'm trying to control any type of narrative I, i'm a huge proponent of free speech so anyway i'm so much of a proponent of free speech I just left a comment there. Now, I could have responded. I could have disagreed. You know, I could have said a lot of things, but I just have learned that everything doesn't warrant a response. And I will admit, I was upset when Jonathan Isaac ended up having his knee injury. It did upset me. But, you know, when I, I we were talking about this in our group discussion and Sister Tarima encouraged me so wisely because what she what she reminded me of is that this is not the end of his story a and b god has the final say in all of these scenarios in all of these situations god has the final say so this guy this dude name i'm not gonna mention his name he um he feels like like it's all said and done. He feels like his point has been justified that God is speaking and all of these different things. But what I've learned is that God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His ways are higher than our ways. And he has a plan for Jonathan Isaac. He has a plan for Jonathan Isaac. I don't think it had anything to do with God humbling him for not kneeling. I don't think it had anything to do with, quote unquote, the ancestors humbling him which a lot of people say it, but, um, yeah, I, I think it has to do with, uh, God being infinite and, uh, God having a plan for his life that we can't fully understand right now. And I want to say this real quick. I want to read from first Corinthians chapter, chapter, uh, one. And I want to talk about how God operates, how God operates. And I'm reading first Corinthians chapter one. You know, it's talking about, I'm going to start at verse 25. 
I'm gonna start at verse 25 because this this is this is mind blowing stuff. It says that he's saying Paul has said some stuff to lead up to this, talking about you know how the Jews function and how the Greeks think and stuff like that. Verse 25 says, "But the foolishness of God is weaker than men." Now think about that now, because <laughs> God is not foolish. But think about what Paul is actually saying. He's saying. I'm going to read it again because the foolishness of God is wiser than men. So that means if God was foolish, even in God's folly, even in his foolishness, he would still be wiser than men. Then that same verse says, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. So even if God were weak, which he's not, <laughs> God's weakness, quote unquote, would still be stronger than than the strongest man it will be stronger than all of our strength as humanity put together so that needs to put things into perspective specifically talking about the wisdom here because we're talking about see this guy thinks he just has everything figured out <laughs> as you're going to see in a minute because i'm not even done with that comment so 26 says for ye see your calling brethren how that not many wise after the flesh not many mighty not many noble are called so look at that. No matter of fact, let's read 27. But God have chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and God have chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. So what, what, what he's really saying here, Paul speaking in reference to God, that a lot of times God doesn't choose the, the brightest. He doesn't choose the, the biggest, the baddest, the best. God chooses the the what, the what the scripture calls the foolish things of the world he chooses the weak things of the world and he does it on purpose why does he do it on purpose he does it to confound the wise to confuse those people that think they have it all figured out oh i just i i know exactly what happened this is what happened it you know god does things on purpose he had gideon to chop down the 300 men on purpose because he wanted to get glory out of that situation. And so that's, that's the theme behind, that's the flagship scripture, flagship scripture <laughs> behind the Foolish Greg album. When God uh, had me to make that project and he used that scripture, but God have chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God have chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty and base things of the world and things which are despised have God chosen. Yea, and things which are not to bring to naught things that are that why that no flesh should glory in his presence that's what he's saying no flesh will be able to glory in god's presence if we think that we have any type of merit where we can have a right to have our own vain glory there's no such thing as far as god is concerned so it says but of him are ye in christ jesus who of God has made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption that according as it is written, he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. So if we're going to glory in anything, we need to make our boast in the Lord. And, and that's why God functions the way that he does. We learned about humility on Thursday. That's why humility is so important to God because it allows him to get the glory out of our lives. So anyway, that's what the guy said. You know, that's his opinion. So be it. I didn't say anything about it. That was about a month ago. So yesterday, someone comes and co-signs what he said, which is fine. She says, well said. 
Thank you for calling an ace an ace and a spade a spade. God bless you. So here's the one that that, that had me in my flesh for a hot second. <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. This, this is what this guy says, right? <laughs> Let me see if y'all still, okay, a few of y'all still with me. He says, thanks and God bless you as well. Referring to the woman that, that co-signed him. As you see, he never responded to my comment and he only responded to the ones he agreed with. Listen to this. If he was a real man of God, he would have had an intelligent debate with me on the subject, but he didn't because he's a weak, cowardly man. <laughs> I wonder why he's ignorant to how white supremacy works and operates like most black Christians, which is to to play black people against each other, play both sides of the fence and cause confusion among us. He didn't want any heat with me. And I've challenged white Christians as well, and they didn't want the smoke either. This is why I don't call myself Christian anymore, because Jesus nor his followers back in biblical times were Christians, and they didn't call themselves Christians. Jesus told his followers to be holy as I am holy, not Christian. Most of these Christians are fake, demon-possessed, lukewarm devils who are into all types of foolishness and sin you wouldn't believe. I've been in church all my childhood and into early adulthood, and I've seen so much mess go on in the church, the likes of which you wouldn't believe. That's why God has shut most of these churches down due to this virus, because they're fake and misleading people. Truth be told, most of them need to stay shut down because they're not doing anything for their communities or teaching people the real gospel. So they're no good to God. <laughs> So the dude said quite a lot there. Now I'm going to break it down. I'm not even going to get too deep into it. Right. But, um, according to him, I'm not a real man of God because I didn't engage in intelligent debate, quote unquote, with him. Now, one thing I have is discernment and I praise God for that. And I already knew that what he calls intelligent debate, all he really wanted was confrontation. And he, he validated that himself because he said, you know, I conf he said I challenged, quote unquote, white Christians as well. And they didn't want this, that smoke either. So he just want to give out some smoke. You know what I mean? He He's on a crusade. He probably didn't even watch my whole video. He has no clue who I am, you know, but he but according to him, because I didn't respond to him, I'm a weak, cowardly man. So he doesn't understand the concept that he can just say something and it doesn't warrant a response. He didn't ask me a question in his first statement. You know, he didn't he didn't necessarily direct anything to me in the first statement. So I just looked at it as, OK, you said what you said. That's how you feel. I'm going to leave it up there because I'm not going to censor you. You know what I mean? If you think you got it all figured out, praise God. I sure hope you do. But because I didn't give this man the type of attention that he obviously must have wanted. <laughs> now, all of a sudden. I'm a coward. I'm a, I'm I'm ungodly. I'm one of these uh what do you say? lukewarm devils, demon possessed lukewarm devils and all of this stuff likening me to what goes on in most churches when I don't even have a church home right now. So it's like <laughs> this dude doesn't even know me, but he just chooses to uh basically it was an attack from the enemy. That's 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 the end of the matter. It was it was an attack from the enemy. So, of course, I responded 
I thought about if I even wanted to respond, but of course he he said enough to get out of me to get me to respond. So I gotta get this dude some grace because it's like we have to mature to a point to understand that somebody can just say a statement and, and that be that. People don't have to argue. Most arguments over the internet are not fruitful. I learned probably around 26 or 28 that when people engage you in a debate or an argument, nine times out of 10, they're not debating with you to grow. They're debating with you to win. So I don't do strife and back and forth over the internet. I just don't waste my time and energy doing it. As a matter of fact, because I used to do debates and stuff with my friends all the time. So in a sense, the Lord almost kind of delivered me from it a little bit. I have pretty much like a two comment minimum if I say anything on social media at this point. So if I post something on Facebook and somebody says something, I might post something again. They might say something and I say, you know what? I don't really like going back and forth on the chat. If you want to private message me, we can talk offline. Because when that audience is is in the mix, what happens is ego gets involved. So ego becomes an issue and it's no longer, well, if it ever was, it's no longer a conversation. Now it is a discussion. I'm mean, excuse me. I'm sorry. Now it is a, um, it's no longer a conversation. Now it's a confrontation. Now it's a contest. That's the word I'm looking for. Now it's a contest. And even the Bible tells us, and let me find it. It basically says, don't argue with the fool. Scripture, don't argue with the fool. I'm paraphrasing. I say, don't argue with a fool because basically people going to think that you're a fool too. So it's it's giving me two of them. Proverbs 26 and 4. Let's see what this one says first. Proverbs 26 and 4. There's another one. Proverbs 29 and 11. Let me see Proverbs 26 and 4 first. Uh, let's see. Do not answer a fool according to his folly, lest you also be like him. So through this experience, I want to encourage you guys to look like I had a topic after all. I just ain't know it would take this long. <laughs> I want to encourage you guys not to respond to people that are fools because it's a waste of your time. There's another one, Proverbs. Let me see, 29. Let me put this in the King James Version and see what it says. Proverbs 29, 9-11. A wise man, if a what? Excuse me. If a wise man <laughs> contendeth with a foolish man, whether he rage or laugh, there is no rest. The bloodthirsty hate the upright, but the just seek his soul. A fool uttereth all his mind. Listen to this: A fool uttereth all his mind, but a wise man keep keepeth it in till afterwards. So the proverbs are very clear. It it talks about how. We are not supposed to engage fools. And when I saw this person, after I kind of had my little moment, you know, I feel like I gave a pretty good response. Oh, let me let me read my response. I'm not sure if I read it. I said, you shared your opinion and you're entitled to it. I don't really do the intelligent debate over the Internet. Nothing about my opinion or Jonathan Isaac has changed. I hope things work out for you. Take care. And by that point. I pretty much just viewed this person as another person to pray for. He wrote some other comment in there. I don't even, whatever. It took you a month later and me calling you out to respond. But I, anyway, <laughs> another person to pray for. 
fair enough. Leave it at that, you know. Uh, so, so I say all of that to say these people are opportunities. These people are people that we have to look at conflict as what Lord, what are you trying to do in me? See, I can look at this guy and say all of these different things he has wrong, you know, oh, you know, you're, if you're a coward and you're weak and all of this stuff, oops, somebody calling me. Let me pick this. Let me take this call family. Hey, God bless you. Who do we have on the line? Hello? Yes. Um, I'm uh, watching what appears to be a call-in Christian uh, program called Manifestation Movement. Yes, sir. This is Brother Greg. Who do I have on the line? My name is Jack Wilmore. You just call me Jack. Hey, God bless you. God bless and, you, Brother uh, Jack. Oh, okay. I guess I need to turn it down so we can fellowship. Yeah, yeah. Okay, listen, um, I would just like to, uh, I, I'm absolutely new to your, your program. I just was sitting here, and mm -hmm. I saw a live stream. Uh, I'd like to take this precious time to say I love the Lord Jesus very much. Hallelujah. Uh, I'm over 50, over 60, but uh, I met the Lord very, very young. Um, I, uh, but I went away from him for about six to eight years, and I thought that I had discarded the Christian faith, and I actually thought I was getting away from it, trying to get into Zen Buddhism and uh, other things. Mm -hmm. uh, but the Lord raised up a woman to pray for me, and by his mercy, I came back to him uh, freshman year in college, came back to the Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord. It took a long time for the Lord to get me to the point where I say, Jesus, take me home. I'm tired. Take Lord me have home. mercy. But he opened my eyes again, and then I, I never really made the connection between God and Jesus. But on that night when I came back, I realized that when I touched Jesus, I was touching God. Praise and the Lord. He became Lord and Savior. Now, I never thought I'd love him so much. Uh, I actually just wanted him to solve a particular problem I was having in my life. But his concept was much more. It was a, to have a, a lifelong relationship, yeah. which has deepened, which has spread, which has become sweeter, which has become tested from many different angles. And uh, if, I ha if he hasn't let me go right now, uh, I'm really confident that it's a long-term, even an internal relationship, even uh, a love affair, which will uh, go on for eternity. Now, I just want to say one other thing is uh, one prayer that I prayed, which I'm really thankful for, and up to a certain point, I felt like I had, met, had, had come to a kind of a plateau in my in my growth. Right. And uh, I said, Lord, put me with some people that will help me to grow. Because you can meet a lot of people that would discourage your faith. I didn't want to meet anyone that discouraged my faith. Mm -hmm. I wanted to meet some that could encourage it and that could help me to grow. And the Lord really answered that prayer. And uh, I was not always faithful, but he was faithful to put me with some brothers and sisters they were able to help me to grow in Praise Christ. Praise the Lord. And uh, I, 
taking up quite enough of your time right now, but I just wanted to say uh, thank you for having me on. And uh, Jesus is Lord. Anyone who's listening, talk to him. Be honest. Open your heart to him. And whatever you do when you're honestly talking to Jesus, come first with thanksgiving and praise, mm-hmm. and he will honor that. And after you come into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise, then pour out your heart to the Lord reverently. Be honest about your situation, because he is everything we need. Yeah. And he exceeds all our desires. Surely he exceeds our desires. Amen. Uh, thank you. What's your name now? My, What's your name? Greg. Brother Greg. Yes. Okay, I'm calling you from Pittsburgh. Okay, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The 202, it looks like a, it looks like a Pittsburgh, it looks like a, a D.C. Uh, area code there. Yes, sir. Okay, well, well, thank you, Brother Greg, and uh, the Lord be with your spirit and bless your outreach. God bless you, Brother Jack. Thank you for calling there. Praise the Lord. God is just so good. Um, I'm so grateful that Brother Jack called in and just shared that encouragement with us because he hit the key where it's really about a relationship and something happened in his life that brought him back. You know how Jesus says that if if I have the sheep in the 99 and if one goes away, I'll go get them. There was something about brother Jack and his relationship with the Lord, where even though he did go astray, Jesus being the good shepherd went and got him and brought him back to where it was that he was supposed to be. So I thank God for him, for him calling in for his testimony. God is just so good. He had me a little nervous at first. Though. <laughs> I ain't gonna fake. He had me a little shook. Cause I was like, cause he was, he didn't, he wasn't familiar with the broadcast. So I was like, what is this going? Is this going to be something? something good or or a troll or something but i praise god that that he was he was uh of god and a servant of the lord jesus christ and that jesus is lord and savior in his life and out there in pittsburgh praise the lord praise the lord god is just so good (laughs) mr toya laughing (laughs) yeah praise the lord prodigal son that's right sister nina God is so good. Let me get through these. Let me get through my little rant. Then we'll then we'll go to the comments. So, so anyway, the guy says all of these things about me. I don't have to defend myself. See, that's the difference between someone who knows God versus people who who don't or who who just don't have any discernment. I'm fully confident that God will vindicate me. So I don't have to go to him and say, I am a man of God. I do you know who I do you know what I do? Do you know like I don't have to do any of those things? You know, he's the one. There's a scripture in Proverbs again. It says, Let me see. Basically, people can heap coals of fire on their own head. Now I don't necessarily want to see him heap fire of coals on his head. You know, that's not my my desire for this gentleman. But the fact of the matter is that he's just low-key talking reckless and he has no idea that I actually know God, like for real, (laughs) like personally, I know God and God has called me to do a work. I am of God and I don't say that boastfully, but that's just the fact of the matter. And so it always amazes me. It's Proverbs 25 and 22 for thou shalt. Let me read the whole thing. 
it always amazes me how people can just be so quick to say anything about anybody. And it's like, do you even know who you are talking to, who you are talking about? <laughs> like, you don't even know me, dude. And you're just talking very reckless. So I, I pray that he doesn't have to stand before the Lord on judgment day, because the scripture says we will be, uh, we will have to give an account for every idle word that was spoken. So, you know, but, but, you know, all I can say is forgive them father for they know not what they do. Like it doesn't even bother me. Cause it's like, <laughs> I know that, that everything is going to fall into place the way that God wants it to fall into place. So, so my main responsibility, stay humble, pray for this dude. Don't just don't try not to pray for him. Cause it's the right thing to do, but try to actually do it out of a genuine loving concern for this. And that's the, that's the thing about it. We can do things because we're supposed to do them begrudgingly. Then we can do things because we actually have it in our hearts to do it. So I'm looking at it like, Lord, help me to genuinely, to genuinely not want any retribution for those. Con help me to genuinely not be worried about how this random guy who was could be anybody it couldn't even be him it could be it could be anybody thinks about what i'm saying so this is the scripture i want to read it says proverbs chapter 25 verse 21 if thine enemy be hungry give him bread to eat and if he be thirsty give him water to drink for thou shalt heap coals of fire upon his head the lord shall reward thee so basically what that saying is Still love your enemy because if your enemy continues to be your enemy, even after you've loved them, they're digging their own hole. And as a matter of fact, you will be rewarded for being Christ like. So the way we go about these situations, and it's funny because it's right online with what we just learned, learned on Thursday about humility is to just really just just stay humble as long as you stay humble you pretty much going to walk this thing out the right way. That that is the secret ingredient. That's the main ingredient is humility. It's other ingredients to all the main ingredients, faith, love, but one of the main ingredients is humility. And I feel like that's that's one of the safest bets we can have. So those two comments, the cosign lady and then this guy come. So then there was a third comment, and I don't even know if I really want to bring this up cuz <laughs> Cause I think this will, this is from somebody that, uh, follows the channel. <laughs> so I might get in some real trouble, but this other person comes along and they say, uh, this was in my most recent video, which was the one about, I, well, I renamed it. It's called promotion and the revelation of Joseph. And this particular person, let's see if we can get this together. This particular person makes this comment <laughs> I won't say this person's name and I'm gonna do this in love because I, I, I think this person knows the Lord and stuff like that but they say please do not add music that you like but many may not we want to hear your teaching music is very individual what is uplifting to one is irritating to another at least turn it off before you pray I wanted to turn down the sound until the music stopped. I know many will think I should be nice and just suffer through it, but I know there are others that will feel the same way, but will not say anything. 
Families can be honest with each other in a respectful way. Good teaching as always. Be healed in Jesus name. Fair enough. So I'm going to be honest in a respectful way. I want to say it exactly like they said it. I'm going to be honest in a respectful way. Praise and worship is a part of my preparation for Bible study and solid talk. So if this person genuinely appreciates these messages that are going forth, one of the reasons why that message is as potent and as powerful as it is, is because of the fact that I praise and worship before I come on the channel. Oh, excuse me, while I'm even on the channel, rather, it's because of that praise and worship element that goes right into that speaking. So I'm not going to change it. I'm not going to change it. But more importantly, it, it, the songs I play, they're not going to be any more than five to ten minutes. So all you have to do is just simply wait five or ten minutes and then just come on then. Most of the time, not a, sometimes I run a minute or two over, but most of the time. I'm actually starting the actual talk at 7 p.m. or at 8 p.m. There's some days I'm late, but but if you look back, most of the time I usually started right at 8 o'clock, 8.01, 7 o'clock, 7.01. So all you have to do is say, he usually starts at, he usually starts Bible study at 7. He usually starts solid talk at 8. I'll just come on then and skip past the song. If you come on and the song is still playing, is it really like, oh my goodness, I can't believe the song is on. I'm going to rip my ears off. You know, is it really that big of a deal? Like, like really seriously. So when I saw that comment, I knew that that was just compounded because these all happened the same morning, back to back to back. I knew that it was just a test and that it was just something that was being done in me. So I'm like, all right, Lord. So I didn't even respond to that one. So I guess this is my response to that one since brother Tim asked and was about to get me, get me in trouble. <laughs> but this is my response to it. No, I'm not changing it because that's a part of my process and what i will also say is there have been several times where i have played a song in the beginning of these talks and people have asked me who is that who is that song by who is that artist that's singing this song i really like that song what's the name of that song so what one person consider considers oh it's just so excruciating you know i just oh i just have to stomach these these are the worst five or ten minutes of my life what you're doing is I'm sharing these songs with people who like them and that song could help somebody to get a breakthrough in their walk that song could be the thing that that uh brings them closer to God so what you consider to be just so agonizing oh I just oh my goodness it's just the worst thing ever oh he has such a horrible taste in music <laughs> you could be stopping somebody else from getting closer to God so my response to that, and I, I, I don't say it um, disrespectfully. Matter of fact, let, let me get myself together before I even say it. Now, let me, let, me, I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> let me say something nice. Oh, goodness, let me think of something nice. Oh, goodness, this should not be this hard for me, man. Goodness gracious. Oh, goodness, Lord have mercy. Okay, um, my request is that you just listen to the song. I will keep the song because... I think that it does more good than it does harm. If you don't like it, I don't know what to say. <laughs> like, I don't apologize for stuff if I don't feel like I did nothing wrong, but that's just me. So let me let me get into um, <laughs> let me get into this. I understand some people don't people don't like the song sometimes. Fair enough. Somebody might not like me pray or the way I vibe to the song or 
some folks don't like when I read comments. I've had that one before, you know, and for that one, I, it made sense. So I, I did make a modification. I said, you know what? I'm going to wait to about 30 minutes in. Then I'm going to go to the comments. You know, that give people, you know, if they if, whatever, they give you 30 whole minutes to whatever little vibe or moment you have in or whatever the case may be. Glory be to God. And then 30 minutes in, I check the comments. Then I usually go for it another 30 minutes and call it a night. But anyway, what I want to do now is I'm going to kind of kind of pop in the chat. I, I had a little bit of a soapbox tonight, so forgive me. I'm not sure how edifying it, it was or was not, but I'm pretty much off my soapbox. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read some comments and then and, and y'all can call me if y'all want to talk about anything. Now, I know that's risky. You know, that that's the one thing about putting a number up is you just don't know what you're going to get. But but the number is up, 202-738-1686. We had one wonderful call from Brother Jack, so praise God for that. But otherwise, I'm going to see what y'all talking about in here. My brother Nick says, all is well. I'm in Ohio now, going to Buffalo, New York for Monday with 42,000 pounds of flour. <laughs> well, praise the Lord, brother. They'll probably be glad to hear that. I think flour was one of the things that that was a shortage when the pandemic was at its peak. I know flour and toilet paper, obviously cleaning products. Be at his feet says elderberry brother for strengthening immunity. Thank you for that. Might have to get my hands on some. Y'all probably can hear. I do got a little, a little something going on up in the sinuses. I actually had some jerk chicken before I came on, so that jerk chicken, all them spices and stuff, kind of break up your sinuses then it put him put them back together so so i am a little bit congested right now but i think i'm gonna drink some tea before bed yeah god god bless everybody that's on i see miss clark is in here be at his feet says we need a thick skin these days yeah that's the other thing sister i i also look at it as preparation because if if we let this little stuff get to us then what's going to happen when the when the real big things hit you know, that's one thing about you. Okay, somebody doesn't like you. Somebody doesn't like your voice. Somebody doesn't like what you said. Somebody doesn't like the way you look. Big deal. We have to get to a place of God pleasing and not people pleasing. And these type of situations are these type of situations where it's preparing us for bigger scrutiny, bigger persecution. So, so we got to see the silver lining in all of this stuff. Brother Joseph, God bless you. He says, speaking truth thins the follow follower heard. You're doing well, brother. Praise the Lord, brother Joseph. I tell you what, there was a time where I wanted to get to 5,000 so bad. And now I'm actually playing a little bit of a game with myself where now it's like I never want to get 5,000. <laughs> like I'll be fine if I never get 5,000 because maybe, you know what I'm saying? But it is what it is. They just numbers. Yeah, so that's back up when Tim said, what were the remarks when he got me in trouble? Nina says, can you do a teaching? Oh, yeah, Fallen Angels, we mentioned that. Yeah, God has your back. Amen, Sister Roxanne. Their hearts wax cold. Opportunities to grow. God bless you, Steph Sister Stephanie. Said, this person does not read the Bible. This is a Hover Blaze commenting. This person does not read the Bible. God said to take up our cross when the Pharisees came for Jesus and told Peter to put away the sword. And that gives back, gets back to my main point sister is that folks are just doing their jobs there's someone that has to play every role of what we read in this bible there's going to be 
somebody that will hate you because they hated Christ. There's going to be somebody that will despitefully use you. Sad to say, there's probably going to be a Judas in your life somewhere. There's going to be a great falling away. Uh, there's going to be people that take the mark of the beast. There's going to be like everything that's in here. There, there's all of these, for lack of a better word, characters or roles that that will play out because it is written. Our responsibility is make sure that you want them to get saved. Thing one of them songs say, I want to be in a number when the saints go marching in. That's the role I want to play. I want to be one of the saints. I want to be one of the ones that endures till the end. I don't want to be in a great falling away. I don't want to be in a strong delusion. I don't want to have the mark of the beast, the number of his name or his image. Uh, I don't want to turn my back on Christ or anything like that. I want to be in a number when the saints go marching in. So, so just everybody got a role to play. Just make sure you playing the right role. And that, and that allows us to be at peace with some things. You know what I mean? Like, to be honest with y'all, when I first got saved and I, I realized the word of God was true and then I read what was in the word of God and it processed to me that we are in the last days. There was a a moment in my walk where I realized that and, and also this one, that there is a narrow way that leads to righteousness and a broad way that leads to destruction. I realized that probably most of the people I went to school with other social areas work with the, the the broad majority of them are probably going to hell. And that's something that I had to come to terms with, you know, and, and I think where we find peace in that is the fact that uh, that's not up to us. Christ is like a general. When you're in the army, you do what your commander asks you to do. So, we can try to save the world. Of course, when you first get saved, you do try to save the world. Okay, praise the Lord. But when you begin to see this as like a, a, a military affair, I understand that the mastermind behind all of this is the Lord. So I'm just a chess piece. I could be a pawn. I could be a rook. I could be a knight. I could be a bishop. Who knows? But all I am in charge of doing is doing whatever the Lord asked me to do. As far as where the chips fall and all of this other stuff, I don't have anything to do with that. People make decisions every day that steer their lives in one direction or the other. So when stuff happens, I don't look at it like it's like, wow, you know, because we just don't know what goes on behind the scenes. You could see somebody might die at a young age or something like that, and it might seem like a tragedy. For all we know, God could have asked that person to get saved like every day or something, and they just rejected. We just never know. So I think I'm at peace with the things that I am not in control of. And the more that we can rest in God's plan and not try to figure everything out, I think the more at ease we'll be with just life in general. Be at his feet says, that's what I love about your channel. So welcoming. Praise the Lord. You know, um, I'm trying to be more welcoming. I'm trying to have more of the love of Christ and it's like so tricky because I've had people tell me I'm mean before. So I I used to think I was nice. So I really now I don't know whether I'm nice or mean. The fact that I thought I was nice and I guess I am mean means I'm probably like genuinely mean. I don't know. I'm not going to try to figure it out. Sister Pammy says, wow, I just read it. I noticed, like you said, some channels do not accept the criticism. But how will you grow? I always say you have to take the good and the bad and allow 
freedom to express. That's very true, sister. There is a such thing as constructive criticism. Absolutely. Ahava Blaze says we're not to fight in the physical sense, but with prayer. Unfortunately, this individual is lost. Roxanne says you did the right thing and not responding. Just let God fight your battle. It's not yours, but the Lord's. Yeah. And that's the other scripture I wanted to read about being slow to speak. Let me see if I can find it. Is this the one I'm looking for? James 119. I'm not sure, but we about to find out. James 119 says, let me see what this says. James 119. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. I found this particular scripture to be vital. Because, as I mentioned, there's always going to be that visceral response. There's always going to be that first thing that comes to mind. There's always going to be that text that you want to reply back. You know, you want to zing them. You want to not be looked at as weak and all of this stuff. But ultimately, we have to decide, you know, I'm going to be slow to speak, slow to wrath. Don't just get angry just off the jump. Take, take a step back if you can. You know, some stuff is, 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 is in the moment. I understand that. But if you have the luxury of time, take a step back, put things into perspective, and then respond in a Christ-like way. That's probably the best thing we can do. I think in the world they say take a 10-second breather or something like that. And it's in a way, that's biblical. Like, that's that's technically scriptural. Just take a step back and and, and you know, respond accordingly. Nina says, we haven't made it to heaven yet, so God has to humble his people before he arrives. Absolutely. Thank God he is put in through the fire because it will determine our eternity. Amen. As the scripture says that everyone is going to be tried, every man's work will be tried of, of the fire, by the fire, so we can see what type it is. Yeah, brother Tim said he found the Jonathan Isaac thing upsetting too. You know what? It was upsetting, but I, I really am comforted. And, and what comforted me the most is that it did not shake his faith from what I, from what we can see. Of course, I followed the brother on the social medias and all that. I, I really kind of want his jersey. I'm not getting his jersey for two reasons, though, because, A, I'm not that big on wearing another man's name on my back these days. I've had jerseys in the past, but that's just not my thing these days. And, B, he plays for the Magic, so I'm not a big fan of Magic. But... But man, it's like if there was anybody's jersey I would get, it would be his. So anyway, regardless of what happened with the brother's career, I know God has him. Even if he just preaches the rest of his life, I know God has him. So I'm not worried about that. See, the world would look at it as, oh, man, you was in the NBA and you was on pace to be an all-star and or you was going looking like you was going to be a good player. And then that happened. So surely God is not with you. Well, that's not how God operates. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, just It's prideful people, man. That's all I can say. Timothy says, Jesus came to bring spiritual redemption first, not social reform. However, social reform can happen as a result of spiritual redemption. I agree. Make our boast in the Lord. Absolutely. Amen, brother. It is, it is a heart issue. The, whatever you see going on in the world is a heart issue. The racism is, is just a form of hatred. It's just one way to hate somebody because of the color of their skin. That's a heart issue. 
And 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 I say that to say that only Christ can heal, excuse me, can heal a heart issue. So ultimately, Jesus Jesus is the only solution. Now, people who don't know the Lord hate that. They hate the fact that Christians just consider Jesus the answer for everything. But he is. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. He is. So what are we supposed to say? But those that are not born again, they can't really they can't really understand it. So you just got to give people grace. Brittany C says, what do you think? Excuse me. She says, why do you think some people exalt mankind saying we are so wise and knowledgeable, but they leave God out of the equation, even though his wisdom and knowledge is infinite? Well, man is very prideful. There's a uh, scripture that says, um, well, I just, well, I read the one earlier about the wisdom of men versus the wisdom of God and all of that. But it's just the, the fact that we that man cannot see God. And man has always tried to be God. Ultimately, that's what Satan's mission is. He wants to be as the most high. So anyone who doesn't know the Lord, usually that's their goal. They want to be an idol. They want to be a God. That's why we see vanity and narcissism running rampant on social media because everybody is just self-absorbed. The world revolves around them. So even back to the Tower of Babel, they were building that tower to basically get up to God so they could be God themselves that's why they were building it and when God saw it he said uh, let me check on man and see what man's doing which is just funny to me by the way because I because we do think that God's existence revolves around us so I just don't know what a day looks like for God like does God have other planets that he's tending to does God have a hobby that we don't know about but for whatever reason <laughs> during the Tower of Babel he just kind of says let me check on man and see what man's up to. And then he sees that they're building this tower. And of course, he he plucks it down. And then all of these other languages are created so that they're not able to communicate. Because he said if man is on one accord, they'll be able to do anything that they put their hearts to. So to answer your question, sister, it's just, it's just in the nature of mankind. And, you know, we have science and all this. I don't have an issue with science. Science is... As far as I'm concerned, science is just man trying to figure out God's creation. And I'm okay with that. You know, that's why we have certain medicines, certain breakthroughs. That's why we have the technology that we're using tonight to be able to live stream. But ultimately, uh, man is just is just prideful by nature. Pride was the very first sin. Jesus said, uh, excuse me, God said, speaking of Satan, he said, you were, I'm paraphrasing, you were the most beautiful and, and the wisest crea creation and you were one of my favorite creations until iniquity was found in you. That iniquity was pride. And that pride was the fact that he was Lucifer, the light bearer. And I guess all of these angels or whomever, all of, the, all of creation was worshiping God. And he was mad that he wasn't getting any shine. So to answer your question, sister, the reason why man... It's so prideful in that way, in his wisdom and in his knowledge. Two things is a that pride was the very first sin, so that's what's going to permeate through the fallen nature. And b, what was the tree that man could not eat from? It was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So that was the very first lust, so to speak, that man could have. It was this idea of 
the knowledge of good and evil. But what does that supposedly bring you? It supposedly brings you that ye shall be as God. So it all goes back to man trying to play God It's something that's that's called secular humanism. This idea that man himself can eventually be God. So check out secular humanism, sister, and look into that a little bit. Amen. Amen. Ahava Blaze says, can you do a teaching on interracial marriages? Some say that God, excuse me, some say that a God does not approve. I guess you mean God, that God does not approve of this. I don't agree as many in the body of Christ are different skin color nationalities. Thank you. Well, my short answer to that, sister, is I don't think God has a has a problem with interracial marriages. Now, when you look at the Old Testament, God did not want Israel dealing with people that were of other nations. The Old Testament was a type and shadow of the New Testament and the New Covenant. So listen to me closely in what I'm about to say. God does not want you dating outside of your race, but your race is not about your skin color your race, so so to speak, is about you being saved. It's about your lineage of Abraham by faith. So through faith, we become sons of Abraham. So God doesn't care anything about skin color, but he does care about being unequally yoked with unbelievers. Now, he can grace you through it because Paul says if you're married and, and unbel- if you if you're married to an unbeliever spouse, just stay with them because they're liable to see your good behavior. They might be saved. And if they're with you, they are sanctified and and your children are also sanctified. But he says, if they leave you, then you're not bound in such cases. Something like that. That's a whole different teaching. We'll get into that later. But as far as the interracial thing, I don't think God cares about it. I just think he cares about the fact that he does prefer we be with believers. I think Moses, if I'm not mistaken, took a woman of another nationality maybe Ethiopian or something I forget and Moses own sister and brother Aaron and Miriam they were talking about Moses and about the fact that he dated this woman of another race and God actually came to Moses defense he said uh who are you to talk about my servant now now keep in mind Aaron was a priest and Miriam was a prophetess so God, God worked through Miriam and Aaron, but what God told them, he said, Moses, I speak to him mouth to mouth. Okay. I talk to Moses mouth to mouth. So you don't have any place talking about the guy who I've chosen to put on front street. And as a result of that, Miriam was uh, struck with I'm not sure if it was leprosy, but she basically like lost all the color in her skin or something like that. And she was that way, I think maybe for a whole week until somebody basically prayed and interceded on her behalf. It might've been Moses or Aaron or somebody like that. So, uh, so all of that to say, I don't short answer. I guess it wasn't that short. I don't think God cares about it that much. Be at his feet says wise people will avoid angry people. Absolutely. And if that was the brother's comment, I went to certain other people. He's on a crusade to get this point across. And if you want to do that, that's fine. Start your own channel. (laughs) You know, make a video, 
if somebody want to watch it, they'll watch it. But as far as me entertaining that, I don't, I don't have an obligation to entertain that. Especially if you didn't ask me a question, I guess in his mind, he's just thinking like, Oh yeah, he, he got to respond. Like, no, I actually don't. I don't have to respond to that. <laughs> you know, you said what you said. Okay, cool. That's how you feel. It's, it's really, it's really not that serious. Anyway, so Cullen says, yeah, God bless you, Cullen. Timothy says, funny, he's guilty of what he's accusing you of. Yeah, you know, st stuff like that happened. Beatus Fee says, I would love a study on scapegoating. Yeah, that might be a good one. Hmm. Cullen says, sound like I missed some drama here. <laughs> Sister Rossette said, brother Greg, he called you everything but a child of God. Now, you know, that was the enemy. Absolutely, sister. And that's why I say it's so important for, important for us to realize when the enemy is at work. Keep standing firm. I ain't got no choice. Only Christ got the words to eternal life. Ain't no, <laughs> ain't nowhere else I can go. But thank you for that, sister Nina. Yeah, no time for that nonsense block. Yeah. Yeah, we're, thank you. I like what Brother Joseph said. He said, we are in this to win souls, not arguments. Amen. The scripture doesn't, didn't, didn't call us to argue with people. I think there's probably one, it says the man of God must not strive. There's one scripture that talks about how we should always be willing to give an account for the things that we believe. So we definitely need to be ready. We need to be instant in season and out of season for the gospel, the good news. But as far as arguing with people, unless the Lord has called you to apologetics, that shouldn't be our first go-to. Let's say it that way. God chooses to save people through what the word calls the foolishness of preaching something as simple as preaching just what does preaching mean it means to proclaim boldly to proclaim loudly so you're just making a proclamation i throw it out there listen if you if you if you rocking with it great if not oh well it's been said it says by their words they shall be what established by their words they should be condemned something like that but anyway when it's out there it's out there there's one scripture that comes to mind that does say we can kind of win over people. It says to, to convince gainsayers. Now, what is a gainsayer? A gainsayer is basically somebody that is basically against the faith. Somebody, somebody let me say this. Somebody that basically is against the, the doctrine of the faith. Let me look this up. Convince gainsayers. Titus chapter one, verse nine, holding fast the faithful word as he has been taught that now let me back up. I believe this is describing the criteria for a man who desires the office of a bishop. But let me make sure that's the case. Let's actually read this. I'm trying to read this full verse. Let me see. OK. OK, this is talking about. Uh, let's read a little bit of this. Well, no, 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 we ain't got to get into it. I'm start at verse. Uh, yeah, let's, let's, let's read this. This is good to read. I'm going to start at verse five. I'm in Titus chapter one, verse five. It says, for this cause, I left thee in Crete that thou shouldest set in order the things that are wanting or lacking and ordain elders in every city as I had appointed thee. If any be blameless that, it, okay, let me just read it. If any be blameless, the husband of one wife having faithful children and not accused of riot or unruly for a bishop must be blameless as the steward of God, 
not self-willed, not soon angry, not given to wine, no striker, not given to filthy lucre. That means dirty money. But a lover of hospitality, a lover of good men, sober, just, holy, temperate, holding fast, and this is what I want to read, holding fast the faithful word as he hath been taught, that he may be able by sound doctrine both to exhort and to convince the gainsayers. Now, gainsayer, let me see what Google says a gainsayer is real quick. One who contradicts or denies what is alleged, an opposer. So there, there are some people who oppose, different faiths oppose, different people oppose the faith and stuff like that. So if you are a bishop, you should be equipped to have doctrine that can basically, you know, contradict people that contradict the faith. And the case with this whole Isaac thing, everything is just theory right now. It's all conjecture. You know, neither one of us has any way to prove anything. He, I'm not even sure what, what argument he wanted. He's saying, you know, that God humbled him. I'm saying that his story's not over. It's really, we won't know until his story really is over. We just don't know. So I don't even know what he wanted me to go back and forth with him with, to be honest with you. We just got to let time play it out. Thank you, brother. Nick put the scripture now. I was looking for an answer, not a fool according to his folly. Praise the Lord. Yeah, just a lot of good conversation in here, family. Oh, look at this scripture Nina put in here. Proverb 9 and 8. Do not rebuke mockers or they will hate you. Rebuke the wise and they will love you. Wow. There's another scripture that says, we just read it the other day. Paraphrasing, it says that uh, 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 like a rebuke or a correction or something. Now, nah, I'm going to mess it up. It basically is more effective with a wise man, but then a hundred, a uh, hundred uh, strikes in the back of a fool. So basically a fool, you can beat a fool a hundred times and he still won't get the point. So you can't do anything with a fool. Now, Pastor Price always says this. He says ignorance, you can, you can help ignorance, but you can't help stupidity. Now, the thing about being a fool, that's a choice. Why do I say it's a choice? Because wisdom is always contrasted with foolishness. So you have the wise and you have the foolish. Now, in the book of James, the Bible says that God gives wisdom liberally. That means that he gives you, uh, he freely gives out wisdom. All you have to do is just ask him for it. The only catch, if you want to call it that, is that you can't ask it to consume it upon your own lust. You, you have to ask with the right intentions. So I say all of that to say that God doesn't want any of his people to be foolish, not in the sense of, you know, that he wants us to have godly wisdom. So if somebody chooses to be a fool, that's a, that's literally a choice they make. And once they make that choice, there's nothing you can do with them at that point. It's all throughout the Proverbs. I think it was Proverbs, Proverbs 17 we were reading. <laughs> I'm laughing at what Timothy said. He said, LOL, the guy's calling. <laughs> That's funny. That thought did cross my mind, brother. I know that wasn't him, though. That dude, he he probably ain't even watched the whole joint. He probably ain't going to ever come back to his channel again, unless it's on that particular video. Uh, is it the guy? Man, Tim funny. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Yeah. 
yeah, just good stuff in here. I'm just kind of scrolling through now. Yeah. Yeah, let me see. What's the second Corinthians 12 and 10? Cullen puts in here, that is why for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Wow. I tell you, man, this this following Christ is a different. It's different. I'm trying to tell y'all it's different. You know what I mean? It's 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 a it's a it is truly a work that's done from the inside out. And we, and and, and it's, it'd be little scriptures like that that don't seem that harsh. Like people think the hell, hell and all that is harsh, but really it's a hard thing to do. Let me read that again. That is why for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I'm weak, then I'm strong. What is he saying? <laughs> You know, I think a few few ones after that, that's when Christ said, for my strength is made perfect. Oh, it's the one before that. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. One of them. But anyway, man, that's that's a hard teaching. I got to bring back my hard pill to swallow series. Because them the ones you don't be looking at. You be looking at the fire and brimstone. It's really the one to tell you if somebody insults you, you're not supposed to reply back. You're just supposed to, to, to let the power of Christ you know, let the love of Christ rule and abide in your heart. <laughs> People don't like that because the flesh, boy, the flesh is something else. The flesh is something else. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, listen, I'm I'm, I'm just kind of rambling. <laughs> hold on. Let me laugh at this real quick. Hold on real quick. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> so this is what I was talking about, the music thing. Sister Rosette say, <laughs> wow, 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 references that music. Hold up, because I be jamming. You put me onto a lot of hits. Don't you dare stop the music. Laughing but serious. Nina says, enter, in the, enter into the gates with praise and worship. Amen. Timothy says, you need healing to turn down your music. What in the world? <laughs> I know, right? Nina says, the church is seriously getting so refined. Miss Antoya says we all need deliverance and could be battling some type of spirit that the music irritates the spirit that operating in that at that time. So either this platform is not for the person at this season. That could be it. Who knows? BSV says it's so hard to ignore people ruffling feathers. I know, right? <laughs> but that's why that's why it's supposed to be hard. Like that's how it's set up. You know, so we have to focus on us. You know, why is this so hard for me? I like the way Pastor Bolden said it. One, Brother Bolden said it one time. He said, uh, you know, how we use the phrase such and such getting on my nerves or this getting on my nerves. He said we ought not have a nerve to get on. We ought not have nerves to get on. And so that, that's a hard teaching as well. But listen, every day I'm just trying to get a little bit better. It ain't I never said it was easy. <laughs> But uh, praise God, praise the Lord. So listen, a lot of good stuff. I'm going to have to come back on this one and laugh later on to myself. I like what Pammy said. Pan Pandemic Pam. Oh, she done switched the name up on me. Okay. <laughs> I see you, sister. Pandemic Pam says, I said all that just to say 
Sometimes people catch you off guard and you never know how you will respond, but hope the studying and reading pays off. I don't always respond right, but I want to. Amen, sister. It's like that word that says, I hide the word in my heart that I might not sin against thee. We have to have the word in us so that what comes out of us is the word. Because <laughs> it's a whole bunch of stuff that can come out of you. <laughs> but the word has to come out of us when folks try us. Now, they had that song floating around the Internet a little while ago. And the song said, try Jesus, not me, because I throw hands. And even in the song, the guy goes on to say, uh, what did he say? He said, uh, I know he said, turn the other cheek, but that's just one scripture I don't like. <laughs> so my thing is, man, I know it's a funny little song and all of that, brother, but that, that ain't scriptural. Like, <laughs> I know it's a hard teaching, but that that ain't what the Lord taught us. So you just gonna have to deal with it. He said, turn the other cheek, you turn the other cheek. Yeah, that's the most we can do is just love people. That's all we can do. That's all we can do. So listen, family, I, I have fun tonight. It's 917. I ain't going to keep us much longer. But uh, God is good. You know, I, I, I didn't know where the night was going, but it went where it was supposed to go. I do thank my one caller who called in to me, Brother Jack, up in Pittsburgh. So God bless that gentleman. That's all I have in this Solid Talk family. I pray that you guys have been blessed. This is Solid Talk. Speaking out loud yeah, 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 yeah. Check it out Speaking out loud in depth Cancel culture can't keep me in check In from beginning gotta tell us what's next True believers they can come and connect Call in or even come as a guest And show each other respect I keep it solid I'm dropping knowledge, wisdom, understanding, just like you done went to college. Devil know we working, his goal is to try to stop it. Helmet of salvation and shield of faith that'll block it. Controversial topics, just to keep it honest. Truth hit hard, just like it's a blunt object. Culture living godless, I can't even call it. We in the last days, Babylon is falling. Don't kill the messenger, I can't mess with ya Points got a plethora, this life will keep on testing ya Just walk and get the best of ya I'm trying to tell you bruh, all the arena shall be say We trying to get the rest Speaking of ya Speaking out loud in depth, cancel culture can't keep me in check In from beginning, gotta tell us what's next True believers, they can come and connect Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect Spiritual wickedness in high places Trying to cause division with the people and the races Jesus gave commission, say go out to all the nations So we streaming live on television and the stations No, we taking off like asteroids up in the spaces The cross was Eddie Murphy, then I grow we trade in places The lost must understand that we cannot be void of graces So we preach it to a generation that is faithless Understand his greatness, ancient of the ages Written on my heart, the red letters of the pages the blood of jesus covers all my sin and it erases i pleaded and believe it so it covers all my bases Speaking out loud in depth cancel culture can't keep me in check in from beginning gotta tell us what's next true believers they can come and connect call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect 
Try and keep my sanity amongst calamity Social media nothing more than narcissistic vanity PC culture on a mission and they try to cancel me But I know Jesus gonna keep me covered like a canopy Blood give me amnesty, no I can't handle me Not where I wanna be, but best believe I plan to be Flesh wrestle against the spirit, main event and slambery So I need him every day, this daily, weekly, annually Iron sharp as iron, so I'm strengthened by my brethren We may not meet down here, but guaranteed the link in heaven The born again and righteous are the ones he's gonna let in Let's keep the faith and be amongst the saints when they step in